Good morning. Happy Sunday. It is so good to be with you this morning. It feels like this auspicious time as 2021 is coming to a close. And 2022 is ready for us to be birthed into to create a new beginning. But before we get to 2022, it's important that we take time to reflect. To reflect on the blessings and celebrate all that has transpired during this past year and to acknowledge the heartache, to acknowledge maybe those areas that there's room to grow and to listen to those whispers of our heart that's calling us forward. I don't know about you, but this past year has been ripe with change in my life. Anybody else experience a little change? And for me, one of the biggest changes that many of, you, many of you already know is that I stepped out of the teen ministry, stepped out of working with the youth ministry, and to expand into this next iteration of my ministry and to grow into new areas. And there's some people, some people who really like change. Anybody here really like change? It excites them. I'm seeing a lot of no's. <laughs> and that's, I'm not one of those people either. I mean, for me, I like to know where I'm going. I like to know how to get there. But as you know, with change, oftentimes, we might not know what's next. Sometimes we may be called to take that leap of faith and to trust that the path will be open before us. And we might be invited to just take that one step, trusting that God will show us the way. And for some of us, we need that change to propel us forward. Because otherwise, sometimes it's just, it's comfortable, it's familiar to stay right where we are, to stay in our comfort zone. But with that change, oftentimes, it brings fear and maybe uncertainty. But that's okay, because the fear and the uncertainty just lets us know that we're on the edge of our comfort zone. We're on our growing edge. And so in the reading that Dr. Barry shared from O'Donohue, he talked about these whispers of the heart that maybe we have tucked away, maybe a dream, a goal, a vision that we have set aside, but it hasn't gone anywhere. That vision, that whisper is still there waiting for us to say yes to take that first step. And sometimes taking that first step is the scariest part of all because we don't know what it looks like from here. And maybe we're just as well just to staying in our comfort zone and just to saying to ourselves, you know, it's good enough right here. But here's the thing. We didn't come here to play small. We didn't come here to live a life that's just good enough. Because we're all expressions of the divine. We are unique manifestations of the one life that chose each one of us to be here now, to express its light into the world. And so it's okay if when change comes up, or if when we have those whispers of the heart that's calling us forward, if we're scared, if we don't know what's the next step, 
because we don't have to know. We're not supposed to know. What's ours to do is to listen, to acknowledge that whisper, our souls calling us forward, and to allow God to co-create our path from this point forward. And the interesting thing is when that when we surrender and open, God shows up in mysterious ways and miraculous ways through other people, through situations. And so it's not just up to us, but it's up to us to listen. And I was reminded of, kept thinking about the caterpillar turning into the butterfly as I was preparing for today. And not that I've talked about caterpillars, but I imagine if the caterpillar knew what it had to transform into or what it had to happen to transform into what it's next yet to be is, eh, it might be comfortable staying as a caterpillar. But the interesting thing is that cells of the butterfly already exist within the caterpillar. So there's something within it that already knows the next expression that it came here to be, that it's calling it forward. And it has to surrender. As it surrenders to that transformation, to its own unique journey, all of the pieces align for its next expression to be revealed. And so that's just like our journey. There's something within us that knows. Something within us calling us forward. And what if that something is our future self encouraging us to take that step, inviting us to say yes? And so this week, as we prepare for this new beginning of a new year, I invite us to listen to those whispers of the heart, to invite them to the table, have some tea, and be willing to say yes, be willing to get out of our own way to take that next step forward into our greatest next yet to be. And so on our altar of new beginnings this morning, I place the statue of Ganesh. He's a Hindu god of new beginnings and the remover of obstacles. And may we remove anything that is in our way to step into our greatest yet next to be. Thank you, Reverend Michelle. And as Michelle was talking about, we're removing those obstacles. But the next part of Father O'Donohue's talk has to do with, or quote, talks to do, has to do with feeling that call of the new beginning, but feeling stuck and afraid to move forward. And he says that we can get stuck in that seduction of safety that can lead us to question if we are always going to live this way. Maybe you, like me, have felt that when we try to keep life safe and predictable, it often leads to waiting. 
waiting to feel a sense of certainty, waiting, waiting for that assured success, waiting for the perfect time, waiting to get it perfect, waiting for when the kids are older, waiting to feel younger, waiting for that next self-development goal to be reached, waiting for more resources, time, money, gumption, energy. And what we need is courage. What, what moves us into those next tiny steps of change is courage. You know, I've experienced this in my own life because for 21 years, I worked a very comfortable, not easy, but a very comfortable and needed job as a psychologist in the public school system. And throughout all that time, and even since I was a little girl, I felt this inner nudge for something a little different. See, even when I was a little girl in my playroom, I wanted nothing more but to saturate and seek to know about those spiritual teachings, to teach, to inspire. I would line up all my toys in the playroom, you know, Raggedy Ann and Andy and Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy and, you know, Ken and Barbie, Sock Monkey. And I would teach them things. I would inspire them. And they were excellent listeners. <laughs> But I, I also continued to feel that nudge throughout my life. I would go to vacation Bible school and we would sing, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling in my soul. And I'm like, yes, it's bubbling in my soul. And we would, I, would, I was studying abroad in Granada, Spain at a certain time and I got to learn about how the ancient traditions of, of, of the mystic traditions of Islam and Judaism danced together in the 14th century and I felt that nudge to know more to know about those practices, that experience of God. And when I found the science of mind teachings, I was lit on fire because they started to open my heart and to make such a difference in my life. I felt that nudge to move, to move in a different direction. But it took years of feeling those little nudges before I actually kindled enough courage to step into ministry. So I wonder this morning, as you look within your own heart, what new beginning, what inner kindling, divine spark is waiting, is nudging you? You know, courage comes from the heart. It's not a head thing. The root word of courage is cur, from Latin meaning heart. Heart is our starting point. It's our place of refuge. It's our source of deep awareness. And I think what, it's what Jesus meant when he said, the pure of heart see God. Because when we go within our heart, we begin to open more and more to feeling, to sensing, and to knowing the divine within. So I'd like to share a couple of ideas this morning for kindling your courage. And the first is begin to deepen your faith in your own inherent divine qualities. Because in them lies the, the nudge for what is the deeper purpose, those new beginnings that want to take form in your life. And as you begin to go within, take an inventory of those divine qualities and begin to commune and to align with them. It's that part of you, your essence, that part that shows up when we're not trying at all. 
And so when you go within, maybe you find that your divine qualities are for compassion, for empathy, for reflecting the light to others, for being kind to your little furry friends. Whatever your divine qualities are, begin to rehearse them every day and make it a practice. You know, like Reverend Michael Beckwith says, he calls it blissipline. And, and he says that when the real meaning of discipline comes from being a disciple to something you love. And I love that because when you make it a discipline, you go within every day and you rehearse those divine qualities. And in that, you begin to kindle the courage to put them into manifestation and creation in your life. And the second way is to increase your softness and your gentleness with yourself using your spiritual practices to create and to nurture that home within your heart. In this way, we become like clay to be molded. Maybe you've seen this poem by John Rodell. He's talking to God and he says he's about to break because life is so hard. And God says, be soft with yourself. Your heart is more cotton than iron. Your soul is wrapped in the softest of fabrics for a reason. And the poem concludes saying, In a world where the hardest of diamonds determines its worth, don't become one yourself. Become so soft that nothing can break you. So this morning, I conclude with Father O'Donohue's quote. He says, When your courage is kindled, a path of, path of plentitude opens before you. So taking that first tiny step and allowing God to show you the way. So into this precious space of the coming week, as we approach the new year, I give to you and I lift up this heart and may the light within your own heart kindle your courage so that you begin to care for and bring those seedlings into manifestation in your own life. I place this gift on the altar. This path of plentitude is illuminated before you. Good morning to all of you who are here in the room and to those of you who are online. I am dealing, or dealing, yes, I'm dealing internally with the fifth stanza of John O'Donohue's um, Blessing for a New Beginning. And it reads like this, just to remind you. Though your destination is not yet clear, you can trust the promise of this opening. Unfurl yourself into the grace of beginning that is at one with your life's desire. Now, one of the words that kind of jumped out at me on this stanza is the word unfurl. We don't use that word a lot in our everyday language, but if you think about unfurling, we usually think of flags as they're unfurling into the wind, or sails on a ship as they're being raised and when the wind catches them. But one of the most beautiful ways to consider unfurling is a fern. As a fern grows, it's twisted, it's spiraled, 
and then it opens up. It opens up into the sun, into nature. And that's the invitation I have for each one of us. Learn how to unfurl yourself gracefully into what is, as we've talked about, the unknown. Have any of you ever been unsure of your life's desire? Okay, did you want a clear sign, which Michelle had talked about earlier? I think we all want those clear signs. Well, O'Donohue suggests don't stand around. Unfurl yourself into your life's desire. And I'm going to talk about some what I think are simple ways, but sometimes they're difficult for us to be able to learn how to unfurl. But first I want to share a personal story about my own life and hesitating and not moving forward in the midst of what was a very clear option for me. In 1986, I had a very crystal clear calling to the ministry. And I did nothing about it. And for years, I wondered about it. I wondered, why didn't I step into that? And so we left Pennsylvania and came to Colorado. And 20 years after that big hit that I got, I walked into the doors of Mile High Church in the Vote Center, heard the first Science of Mind message, and knew at that moment that was why I had not unfurled myself earlier, because there was something better coming to me. So you shouldn't feel badly about that uh, if you are waiting. I then began classes immediately. I um, became a practitioner and eventually became a minister. So I did eventually unfurl into that unknown. So know that it doesn't have to be immediate. Can you think of a time when you've hesitated? Maybe that's okay, but be open. And that's what we're going to talk about now. O'Donohue, who is the author of this blessing, was very influenced by Meister Eckhart, who was a 14th century German mystic. And he read Meister Eckhart constantly. And one statement that Meister Eckhart said spoke to him, there is a place in the soul that neither time, nor space, nor created things can touch. And what I love is O'Donohue kind of explains that to us. And he says, even though your destination may not be clear for you right now, remember there is a place in you where you've never been wounded, where there is still a sureness in you, where there's a seamlessness in you and where there is a confidence and tranquility in you. It is your inner sanctuary. That's where we need to go to learn how to unfurl ourselves. It's in that quiet place where we pray, where we meditate, where we're in the now. It seems like unfurling means we've got to be out there doing, doing, doing. And what I'm saying to you is go deep first. Go into your inner sanctuary. That's where trust and truth reside. Our founder, Ernest Holmes, says in The Science of Mind, we begin to sense, even though dimly, 
that as our minds become more like the divine mind, we shall expand, unfurl, into a greater livingness. When we speak into this mind, we have sown a seed of thought in the absolute, and we may rest in peace. It is done unto us as we believe. So this week, we're getting ready to begin a new year. It's 2022. Maybe you're not quite ready to unfurl yourself, but remember, this is the beginning of a new year, and go deep. Go deep into that sanctuary and see if there isn't a place where you're ready to unfurl. Know that God is going to meet you in that space, and you can trust that. You can absolutely trust that knowingness, and you can have enough clarity to take the next step forward, but you've got to get quiet. You've got to go to the inner sanctuary. I want to close with the last lines of a very famous poem by Amanda Gorman, The Hill We Climb. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it. And so my item for the altar speaks of trust and faith. And that is these praying hands to remind you to go into your inner sanctuary, do your work, and then be ready to unfurl into the greatness that God has planned for you. And so my part is for Donahue, is awaken your spirit to adventure. Hold nothing back. Learn to find ease in risk. And you will soon home into a new rhythm. For your soul senses the world that awaits you. So we've each spoken about being called at some point to the ministry. Who knew as far as myself? I mean, a long time ago, I felt like I had been called to the ministry, but I wasn't called to throw anyone in hell, so I didn't answer. <laughs> there. Makes it simple. Um, but in 2008, I walked into this sanctuary and I sat back in the back, like so many stories before now, and I listened to Dr. Roger, and then I saw these amazing beings come down and in front of the stage, and they had on these purple stoles, and it's like God tapped on my shoulder and said, there you go, that's what you're supposed to be doing. So I was here for a few weeks listening to services, and of course, I've came right in. I just did the same thing like Reverend Jackie just mentioned. Got right into classes, went into practice training. But I was feeling like I was beginning to miss something. And then I realized one day that 
I had not been thrown into hell in a month. It was fantastic, okay? So this is a part of who we are. This is a part of awakening your spirit to adventure because I could not ever see that part of myself where, where I would ever become multidimensional as someone who was absolutely worthy of just being happy in God and not feeling that pressure of trying to be perfect enough to make it into heaven. Newsflash. Heaven, right here. Right here, right? Our founder, Ernest Holmes, said, we must believe. We must learn how to believe. We should treat ourselves until we believe. No one ever started at the top. Let us be happy to start where we are and grow. I am so grateful today for being here and for allowing my spirit to awaken and to experience the things that I have experienced just being in this philosophy and in these teachings. There's a reading by Michelle Walling. I would like to share some of it with you. And she says that when you begin to realize your multidimensional existence, you gain the stability to forgive, the ability to forgive others and to see things from a higher perspective of love and understanding. For me, that was important because, you know, for a while it's like, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to avoid hell when I could have just been enjoying being a spiritual being, being the expression of the divine that I am. You may naturally separate from conflict and from people you no longer resonate with. You build a sense of truth and knowing within your infinite nature and begin to understand the polarity and duality that exists within you. You realize that you are connected to everything and everyone and the journey for balance begins. So as a multidimensional being, what does that mean? What does that mean to any of you? How are you multidimensional? You're spiritual, right? You're physical. What are some of the other ways that you are? You're present in this time, and this is what we're called to be, here to be spiritual, living, and physical, and knowing that you are absolutely worthy for being right where you are because we are expressions of the divine. This past year, last two years, has been really interesting for all of us. We've been in a pandemic. And not only that, but life goes on beyond the pandemic. So although many people are transitioning and we have had many changes in our lives, many transitions in work, in our health, um, being able to see and not being able to see our loved ones, our life has totally changed. Wearing masks wherever we go to help with extra protect, protection for ourselves. We are called to be multidimensional in many different ways. And sometimes we don't see that, what we're doing. It's all a part of what we are here to do today. The fact that we are here today living as we are right now is not an accident. We've been called to be right here at this time to have these experiences. But here's the rub. 
we get to take these experiences from that place of inner knowingness that we are unique expressions of God, that we have been called here to express only as we can. And by doing so, that light that is within us can shine out into the world when the world really needs it, when the planet really needs the vibrations elevated. We need to elevate the vibrations of the planet right now from where we are. And how can we do that except by love? There is so much discord and so much that is going on with each of us right now and so much that we experience, you know, the anger, the just all of the things that we're experiencing, especially around this time with the pandemic. This is something that we are called and to, to strengthen ourselves by. This is what we're called to do. How can we do this? Your soul senses what it needs to do. And I know that what I'm called to do personally is to just step into a deeper place of love than I've ever been before. Learn to find ease in risk. Risk taking on your inner knowingness to a point where you can look at anyone, no matter what decisions they've made in their lives, no matter how they choose to live, and especially during this time in the pandemic, you can look at them and be in that place of love and just surround them within their beingness and allow yourself to express from that place of love don't judge, don't be upset because of people making different decisions than you. It's okay. So Michelle continues to say, once you have practice going within, it becomes something that you embody. You are always connected to your multidimensional self and you're able to access this part of you without having to try. Your life will flow with synchronicity and precognition will appear to show you the way. If you want to know what you should do, just ask spirit, God, what is mine to do? Allow your soul to awaken to adventure. Listen to what your soul has to say and then act on it. Act on it with confidence. Act on it knowing that God has spoken as you, through you. And so what I have right now for the altar is this candle. This candle symbolizes all that we have come here to be, a light in the world. I affirm and know that each and every one of us are that light and we live that light from this point forward. Thank you, God. Thank you, Spirit. Practitioners, if you will please stand, let's have an affirmative prayer. So right now, I just... 
I just breathe in. I just breathe in and know that there is absolutely no place where God is not. I am so absolutely grateful to know this. God is in the wind. God is in the song that is in my heart. I know that God is in each and every one of us, for it is impossible for us to be separate one from another, as we are each unique expressions of the divine. I, will, I allow this to be so, and I, I know this for each and every one of us, for each and every sentient being on the planet. We have, we have been called to be a light in the world, such as we have never been called before, to look beyond what seems to be obvious around us and know that from within is where the truth lies. And so we take this truth and we surround the planet and we love it and we just allow our, our spirits to just soar in these new adventures and we just await for this elevation in such a way that we know we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that no matter what we see, God is right in the midst. So with this, I just say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, love. Thank you, life. Thank you, spirit, for all that you are. You are, it is everything. And we are all one with it. So with that, I release this prayer. I release it knowing that my words have been heard and they will not return to me void. And so I release it and I let it be. And we can affirm this together by saying, and so it is. Amen. <laughs>